let's get ready to study God's Word. to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again for the privilege that we have to study your word and to share what we are studying. We invite your presence to be with us, and we ask you to give us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, Unto the Church of Smyrna. Unto the Church of Smyrna. We are continuing our series on the letters to the seven churches from Revelation chapters 2 and 3. And our passage for this study is Revelation 2. We're going to read verse 8 now, but it's 8 through 11 that covers the church in Smyrna. And it says, And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. What's awesome about these passages is that Christ always identifies himself at the beginning of his message to the churches, and he identifies himself in a way that is unique and special to that specific church. Now, the church in Smyrna was a persecuted church, and it represents the time period of approximately 100 AD to 313 AD. There was significant persecution in this period, especially the last 10 years of it, from 303 AD to 313. And so look at how Christ identifies himself. These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. So he's reminding them that in their persecution, he was also persecuted. He is showing them that he understands the pain that they are going to experience. So let's listen. I know thy works and thy tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Okay? I know thy works. Christ says this in every message to the churches. I know thy works and tribulation, and poverty. They had poverty in this world's goods, but they were rich towards God. 
And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Paul made it clear previously that a Jew is not a Jew just because they have circumcision or any other outward appearance, but they need to have circumcision of the heart. God's people are not simply God's people because they proclaim themselves that way. We need to have the mind of Christ. We need to operate as Christ operated. We need to represent him in all that we do. There are many who call themselves Christians, but do not exhibit Christian fruit. And I know a lot of time people will point out that you're judging if you say that, but in fact, we were told that we will be able to discern folks by their fruit. We were told that if we abide in the vine, we'll bring forth much fruit. And we have done a podcast previously on what it means to judge or not judge. Christianity is not a a religion of individuality, right? We don't just become Christians and then it's all, whatever I do is my business, whatever I say is my business, it doesn't matter. No one can evaluate what I'm doing or saying. Christianity is about a connection with Christ and a connection with community. And community in the broadest sense, because yes, there is a community of believers and we work together, we strengthen one another, we pray together, we pray for each other, but there's also the broader community. We have an evangelistic um, imperative. We have a mission to bring the gospel to all the world. All the world will not accept the gospel, but we have an obligation, a great commission to present the truth to the gospel, the truth of the gospel to the world because people need to choose. Okay? Verse 10, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. <laughs> That's as plain as it gets. By the way, this is the shortest message of any to the churches. Very short. Four verses. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So remember, in verse 8, Christ identified himself as he, that is the first and the last, right? The Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, but also he that was dead and is alive. So while Christ is eternal, he is divine and human, and he did die. Certainly as a human, he died. So this great paradox of the gospel is that Christ, who is eternal, 
also did perish for a time. And he's reminding his people that even though they'll go through this experience, if they are faithful all the way to death, he will give them a crown of life. Revelation is a prophetic book, and as such, shall have tribulation ten days is a prophetic time period. That ten days represents the ten years we spoke of, A.D. 303 to 313, in which the church was heavily persecuted. Heavily persecuted. Now, we have done the day for a year principle, and in fact, in the key principles of effective Bible study, we have a section on prophetic time. And we will refer you there for understanding how a day is a year in Bible prophecy in apocalyptic Bible prophecy. That should be clear because it's not always. You don't always make that transition. But in apocalyptic prophecy, you do. Verse 11 says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Okay, This is a very powerful message. The message basically says, I am Christ, identifying as the lamb that was slain and is alive again. I know your works. I know the tribulation you've endured. I know the fact that you're poor in this world's goods, but you're really rich towards God. I know the blasphemy of those who say that they are Jews, but they're really not. They're really of the synagogue of Satan. Don't worry about any of those things. Don't be afraid of the things that you will endure, the suffering that you will endure. The devil is going to come and cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. And you will have persecution, tribulation for 10 years. But be faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Those that have ears, let them hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Everyone that overcomes will not be hurt of the second death. The promise to us here is, we may be called to encounter the first death before Christ comes. We may go through persecution and affliction and trouble and distress. But if we are faithful, the more important, the more concerning death, that second death, will not be part of our picture. We will not be hurt by the second death. If you haven't heard the letter to the first church, to the church of Ephesus, please take time to listen to that. But we want to remind you once again that these churches, these messages to the churches represent several things. They represent literal churches that received these messages back in the time of John. Okay? They represent a sequence of messages that addresses God's people collectively 
throughout time, from John's time to ours, the church going through phases. Then, lastly, they represent the possibility of each Christian's life. We may find ourselves in any one of those churches in terms of our own personal life. And the message to that church is for us individually where we are at that time. And also as a warning to not end up in certain other conditions as well. Okay? So it's important for us to understand the messages, see how they apply broadly, historically, but also understand how they apply personally. Revelation 2.8 says, And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading of his holy word. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these letters to the churches. We ask you to help us that as we study them, we will understand our position as a collective and our position as individuals. Please bless us, Lord, and keep us and help us to be ready for your soon return. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at ASBZone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on a variety of platforms, over a dozen of them, including Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.